The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are here to discuss, we have another off-season episode for us, pre-free agency episode, the last pre-free agency episode before free agency begins. Um, We have some Bills news and notes to talk about, some that directly affect the Bills, some that indirectly affect the Bills, and we are going to uh, go over the Bills' biggest needs. Now, we mentioned the Bills' biggest needs position-wise last week. And this week, we have some uh, players at these positions that we could see uh, the Bills potentially bringing on um, to the roster uh, at those positions. So that'll be a fun exercise at the very end. Uh, but for now, right now, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, it's uh, it's been a week. There's a lot of <laughs> last week. There was a lot of news and notes. This week, there's a lot of news and notes. How are you guys doing, John? I'll start with you. Doing good, Nate. How you doing? I I'm doing excellent, man. Anytime I get to talk bills and talk with my uh, with my guys, it's a it's a good time. Does that sound weird, my guys, my 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 boys, my friends, my homies, home slices, Mike, Mike? How are you doing? <laughs> to break to break Fine. the awkward silence, <laughs> Mike. Mike, how are you doing? Good, 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 good. good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so let's go into yeah. uh the first news from this past week. Uh nothing directly having to do with the Bills, but Russell Wilson was traded to from the Seahawks to the Broncos uh for a boatload of picks, a ton of stuff. Um Broncos gave up a lot of draft capital to get Russell Wilson. He is now in the AFC, uh, which I gotta be honest, uh when you hear that, you know, I don't think any of us would argue that he's a top 10 quarterback, right? Like, I mean, he hasn't had um, unbelievable seasons the last few seasons being with Seattle, but, uh, you know, he was an MVP at one point. He won a Super Bowl, went to another one. I mean, he's a good quarterback. There's no doubt about that. I'd say I'd argue still a top 10 quarterback, um, especially with, you know, guys that are really good in the league. Um, we'll talk about Brady coming back in a minute, but um, at first I was a little worried about that, guys. I, not to... You know, I was I was looking at this as like great, like another really good AFC quarterback or another quarterback in the AFC. Uh, but now that I think about it, I'm trying to find the the bright side of it. At least he's not in our division. At least we're not facing him twice a, twice a year. Um, we have guys. You know, he's playing uh, the Patrick Mahomes, you know, twice a year. He's pay- he's playing Justin Herbert twice a year. Russell Wilson, I mean, you're talking about three teams. They're just going to beat up on each other in the AFC West now. Uh, so I like that. Thing. I, I'm so much, I mean, the Mahomes, you're talking about the uh, the Chiefs probably potentially not being a second seed 
like they were this season if they just drop one to Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So um, it stinks that the AFC is getting a little bit better. It seems like every team in the AFC is getting better in free agency. But uh, in the end, I don't think I'm as worried about that uh, as I first was when I was like, ugh, really? Come on. What did you guys – are you guys in the same boat as I am or, or you know, should I be worried? I'm worried about a nuclear war, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> do the Bills do the Bills play the Broncos? I don't even know. Uh, I don't think so. Hold on. No, I'm not worried. Hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> Maybe in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, like Seattle's been mismanaged the last few years. Russell Wilson's like a great quarterback, right? Like, yeah, it sucks to be in the AFC West, right? But the Bills, they have. Look at the slate. They play the Jets twice a year. Who's Miami going to throw on the field next year? They, you know. Mac Jones, like Tua, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Tua's not bad. He's okay. I've never seen someone stick up for Tua as much as Mike does. <laughs> it's like a Tua, a Tua truther. <laughs> it took me a long time to get his name right. Once you're invested in something, he's like, I just don't want to. I just don't want him to get cut after I finally learned his name. Could you please pronounce it for? For me, and I'll see if I like him. Yeah, I just did, man. Tua. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike's like, I don't want to have to learn a new guy's name. I'll just go with that. You know, what's funny is after the after the Bills uh, Dolphins game, I remember Mike being like, uh, we were talking about Tua specifically in our first watch of him really playing against the Bills, and you were just like. Where I was like, ah, I'm not too worried about him. I think he's okay. I don't think he's terrible, but I don't think he's showing a lot. And you're just like, well, you know, uh, you defended him a lot. And so now it just kind of continues in the offseason. So that's an interesting interesting uh, path for for Mike's uh, respect for Tua to go, even, even into the offseason. Kind of surprised by that. But John, worried about Russell Wilson? Well, I think I think you're you're <laughs> underselling the environment that somebody is thrown into. Oh, I'm not underselling like it at Miami all. Miami is just a dumpster fire. No, they were like seven and nine last year. Seven right, and like 10, eight, Brian nine, Flores nine. was like, weren't they saying like he's he was offered money to like lose games, like allegedly to a, a large <laughs> a large part of your success is determined by the environment you're in, and he hasn't been in a good environment. I don't think we can say whether he's a good NFL quarterback or not. I think the oh. Jets quarterback situation is better and they're a worse team than Miami. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet. <laughs> that's that's quite a that's quite a leap, John. John, you don't have to do, these these takes don't have to get this hot this early. <laughs> I mean, not that that matters. I mean, both both these teams are not a threat. John's like I'd rather all. have I'd rather have the Seahawks quarterback condition or, or position after after Russell Wilson left that vacuum of talent. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, you're right. In, in the we're going down a rabbit hole like that. We don't need John was just like, who the Dolphins going to throw out there? And all I said was Tua. <laughs> I think the yeah, Bills but- can beat the Dolphins two times this upcoming year. Two for Tua. <laughs> two against Tua. You're right. You're right. That that's a good thing to to keep in mind, John. You were talking about how the AFC East is is terrible, quarterback wise. Thank God. And this is a bad quarterback draft class coming up, so even better. So I th- I think to your point, Nate, like maybe it's a a, a big plus, and that the Broncos, if they're more successful this year, they can knock down some of the other top tier teams. Like I'm most nervous about the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that psych psychology or psychological experiment, Mike? Where like the monkeys keep pulling each other down <laughs> when one starts to rise. Like, I think we've talked about it in in terms of like crabs. Like crabs. they could easily cr- climb out of the crab bucket, but as soon as one has a little success, <laughs> gets ripped back down. Mm. But it's probably every species. Like John always did to us. <laughs> Whenever we've got any hint of success, it always just pulls us down to his level. <laughs> <laughs> John, I think you're frozen. <laughs> Your mic cut out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson. So, yeah, like he's got some great receivers in Denver, right? 
they got good, you know, they got that young running back. Like, I think, you know, they, they could be a force. It's going to be interesting. AFC West between them, the chargers, the chiefs. And I mean, I mean, this puts the Raiders at the bottom, but the Raiders aren't a terrible team. Would we be surprised if the AFC West, AFC West, the West has three teams like in the playoffs every season now with like this new update? You know, the Chargers were in it last year. The Chiefs were in it last year. I mean, add the Broncos, you know, take out whoever, like the Steelers ain't making it again for a while, potentially, you know. Division that had two, like the the AFC East isn't going to have two teams in the playoffs every season. You know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't, I think this was a good spot for Russell Wilson to go for sure. I'm sure he had to sign off on it before it had happened, but go ahead. I I was going to say, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get three teams from that conference. You'll get the Bills, you'll get uh, whoever wins the South, and then you're going to get Cincinnati and likely I'm thinking Baltimore is going to make a comeback because they had a ton of injuries last year. I think um, they're going to be right back in the mix. And I think those are going to be the teams. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's early. It's early, but yeah, that's kind of the way I see it it going as well. But I mean, what's, what's even crazier. I wasn't going to get to this, but now just in talking about quarterbacks and the AFC, um, you know how happy I was that the Jets or the Dolphins didn't trade for Russell Wilson. I'm really hoping that neither of those teams trades for Deshaun Watson now, or like the Patriots. You know, like one of those. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, for those that don't know, you probably do know, but Deshaun Watson was not indicted by a grand jury. A grand jury. Jeez, I'm just speaking all over the board tonight, but. Um, He's not indicted. He's, you know, he, he won't see trial for the 22 different um, accusations he's gotten. It, it'll go to civil court, but um, so now he can, he can play in the NFL. Uh, as of right now, there's no, there's no reason unless maybe more evidence comes forth or whatever, but they've taken like, geez, eight months or a year almost to get to this point. So um, I can't imagine more evidence is going to come out and I don't know the legal system. So I probably shouldn't talk like I do. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up going. Let's hope it's to <laughs> let's hope it's to an NFC team for once, and we take one of the actually like halfway decent quarterbacks out of the AFC. And like you know, say what you will. I mean, for for uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak on his character, obviously, because it's not doesn't sound like it's a good one, just like Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but but uh, yeah, I just don't want to play him. In the AFC, if I can avoid it, I mean, he could still be suspended, right? We, who's to say? Now nah, the NFL won't do that. <laughs> you think they will? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. If maybe these teams it's conspiracy theory, but ask the commissioner's office first, right? Because like it's it's definitely happened mm-hmm. where people being have been suspended under the personal conduct policy without being charged with a crime. Happened to Roethlisberger, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset about that. Like Calvin just, Ridley got suspended for a whole year just for placing a couple of bets. <laughs> yeah, don't you like that? Like Ben Roethlisberger was like accused of sexual assault, <laughs> and like it just they just didn't have enough evidence, or there was some loophole in Pennsylvania law or something like that that like got him there's out of lot, it. There's a ton of cases like that that like they're nowhere near a year suspension for players yeah. with with domestic abuse and different things. I think it's totally different, though, because it goes to the integrity of the game. Like, I think you have to throw the ham- throw the gauntlet on him, hammer him. I don't know what I, whatever the saying is. Like a, a year minimum. If you're, he, he if, wasn't with he wasn't with a team, and I think he bet on the Falcons too, right? Like, so did Charlie Hustle, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> P Rose didn't P Rose bet on his team? He's like, yeah, I bet, but I bet on my team to win or whatever it was. I think Ridley's lucky; he only got a year. But he wasn't playing. Like to John's point, he wasn't even he wasn't even on the field. Like so, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> you know that these players are betting on. Now, how did they find out in Calvin Ridley's? Did, did he admit to it or something? Or I can't remember exactly how that was found out. But um, I mean, these kids, these kids in college, I guarantee are betting on the games that they're playing or other games. I mean, geez. I- Everybody's playing fantasy football. You don't think none of those are for money? Ooh, he's got you there, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm not 
what what's your point <laughs> i didn't say any of that i just said that they have to protect the integrity of the game and if players are betting on the outcome he was on an nfl roster you could easily have inside information into that team or another team like it it's it makes you question the entire enterprise yeah you're right maybe if you beat up his girlfriend he only got four games Ooh. Snap. <laughs> John just <laughs> Mike uh pro uh, abuse and violence, Mike or John anti. Okay, good. All right. Next topic. No. No, no, I know what you mean. I, I don't like the inconsistency of that. I feel like, you know, with like like assault. What inconsistent it's totally different though. Well, I guess the assault has nothing to do it doesn't make me think, oh he I mean he dropped that touchdown because he owes the mob. I agree. Like, I, like, I agree. It's it, totally different, but I think it should be in the reverse. So bet whatever you want. One game suspension. <laughs> I think that you if they find out, I think if they find out referees about this one, I think if they find out that referees have been betting on the game, which I'm not sure if they're checking as closely as players, um, they should. Well, they're, just, they should. they're just part-time employees. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they just determine the outcome. <laughs> like that's what I think they should be doing more investigating into than players. I mean, sure, players for sure, but like you know, like what kind of investigation would you do? Like, how would you know? It was probably a, an ex girlfriend that turned him in, or a friend that he wouldn't get. Didn't somebody in the entourage that just stop getting thought, paid? Thought he was like. You, it's not like they're monitoring their their phone or their account with caesars right it's like you get information what's calvin ridley's number is it it, maybe his username was like calvin ridley 83 (laughs) they're just like hmm this is odd (laughs) see they're calvin ridley's biggest fan or it's calvin ridley himself yeah i guess i guess there's no real way to to truly monitor that i mean there's got to be though right like this because if not even if it wasn't you like you would just get like yeah your cousin like your cousin that doesn't have the same last name to place bets for you every week. Be like, here's $5,000, put it on the, the Falcons. Actually, that's crazy. No one would ever bet on the Falcons to win, but like, you know, whoever they're playing against. So, so, yeah, so by that logic, like, what do you think the Dolphins owner is going to get right for, you know, trying to pay off his coach to, to lose football games where he has investments in certain gambling arenas. Oh, that's a good one. I think the uh, the gauntlet or the hammer should be brought down on him for that, and most more likely the gauntlet. Like he should die. For, no, I'm just kidding. Like he shouldn't. Like you shouldn't. No be draft able to picks meet. for ten years. <laughs> that's, Let's go. That, that is if that's the most. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. That that's no one's ever. If it's not like I think it's a huge gulf between an allegation and something that's proven. <laughs> like how do you prove that unless a a, a tape exists? It's yeah, just true. he said, he said. So true. he's, you. unfortunately, the play for the owner is just to deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I never said it. It never happened. Absolutely not. What are they going to do? <laughs> we have this email where you asked Coach Flores to. Wasn't uh, me. <laughs> was, <laughs> oh, the shaggy defense, of course. <laughs> classic, classic <laughs> 90s defense used by, uh, by many a uh, pop star. Oh. If that was in an email, he'd lose the team. Yeah, true. That's why that's why folks listening, if you have any shady things to do, uh do it over the phone because then they have to let you know that they're recording, right? <laughs> so, uh nobody's doing things on the phone because it's crippling social anxiety though. <laughs> oh man. Even doing the Skype call takes a lot of effort on my part. <laughs> crippling social anxiety. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I agree. John, you bring up some excellent points. But yeah, I, I, to Mike's... I, Mike, I think it's qualitatively different. Like an assault, on, like it does not impact the game at all. Like, yes, it's unfortunate. Oh. But li- like, look at your own job, right? Like you... Oh, what's the crime? They can they can uh, punish you for... What, what's what's the crime you want to talk about? Pun- like an assault on a ex-girlfriend? Um, Is that yeah, yeah, that's or or child abuse, something that would make you look bad to the listeners that you don't care about. Okay, um, so like you get suspended for that for two weeks, or you still you call in to um, question the integrity of your. So you work in an architecture firm, right? Like you you 
you do something where, hey, our buildings are not sound. Like, okay. <laughs> it's just completely qualitatively different. Calling into question the integrity of the entire enterprise and everybody that works there. But is that a public domain where people see that all the time? Does that matter or not? I'm just talking out loud. I don't know if it does matter. Um, Wait, what's the architecture example again? You're just being an asshole? Are you serious? <laughs> I think he's serious. I don't know asshole. if he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was being serious. He's like, I really I... didn't follow that. Like, that was pretty clear cut, John. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. In, in, in a normal Or you job, work for Coca-Cola and you, and you release the study that says, hey, sugar is not good for people. And that's the first time they learn it. Like, hey, uh, you let everybody in on the dirty secret, so we're not going to let you work here anymore. <laughs> you're fired. Like, it's different. Yeah. Like, players betting that's... on games when they, wor- when they are players, coaches, like, that's... Man, it's almost like po- it's almost like politicians betting on stocks when they know exactly which laws are going to be passed that would help these stocks or hurt them mm-hmm. right before them. It's just like remember before COVID hit, like this was on both sides of the aisle. Like they were all like selling all their stock as soon as they went into like a special meeting where they're like, the COVID's a real pandemic, and it's gonna. They're like, oh, all these people just sold all their stock all of a sudden, thousands in shares, millions of shares. It's like, oh, that's weird. And then the next day, the the stock market just tanks amid the actual news. Anyway, not trying to get political, but uh, good analogy. Yeah. Do I think those people shouldn't have positions in the government? Yes. <laughs> Do I think that, yeah, maybe a suspension, something Calvin Ridley. No, it's an interesting topic. But, but wouldn't you think that, you know, physical abuse like, or would equate the same suspension a year? In in a lot of I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying every case is the same, but like a lot of the cases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of that, if you ever make if you ever say anything controversial about Tyreek Hill over Twitter, all of Chiefs fans all of a sudden become legal experts, and they're like, um, actually, he only pled guilty that one time. Like, oh, okay, so it's good that you figured out why he pled guilty because his ex girlfriend's a nut or whatever it was. She's crazy, you know. Was, uh... Okay. Okay. Stand up guy then besides that, just you know. But yeah, you're right. I I, I, I struggle with that. I don't disagree with John. Like the penalty maybe an, uh, a conviction for an assault charge, maybe you should be banned for life. Like I'm not debate like I have no idea what the, the right call on, on that is. I'm just saying I I don't think one year is too long for an integrity of the game situation. That's my only point. Like if you say, Oh, assault you should be kicked out of the league. Like, I don't know. Maybe. But what about Josh Gordon getting like a year suspension for smoking marijuana? Like the, the it's just, I, I guess what gets me is in everything both of you guys are saying is making complete sense in its, in its own right. But it's like, where's the consistency from the NFL? Like just in general, whether it's like, you know, smoking marijuana or child abuse or, killing dogs or you know beating up your pregnant wife or whatever it is like there's no consistency like ah sometimes it's two games sometimes it's four games sometimes it's three games sometimes it's a year sometimes it's nothing you know it feels like it's i don't know and and meanwhile they're giving out penalties for touchdown celebrations (laughs) yeah it's like what what is what are you are you guys are you guys hard asses are you guys easygoing like do you let everything it's like you know that they don't know they don't know what they are. That's the problem. They're like flip-flopping back and forth. And the only reason that like, you know, we're not watching another game is because there's no league that that's even close to rivaling the NFL when it comes down to it. But anyway, we've beaten this enough. This is the, I didn't even get to the Bills news, but this is just this is an interesting topic. So, um definitely appreciate both your guys' standpoints. And I and I see both both sides of it. Um and uh so Real quick, AJ Klein gets released. Um, save the saves the Bills roughly five point two million in cap space. Uh, a move that we talked about just a few weeks ago. When you have a guy that's making, you know, over five million a year, I think he was almost six million this year, and you have two other linebackers that are making, you know, twelve million or so a year. Like you can't have a third guy making six. Like that just can't happen. Like you can have three linebackers making five million, but you can't have 
two making 12 million and one making 5 million. So he had to go. So um, best of luck to EJ Klein. Never doubted him for one second on this podcast, by the way. Never doubted him for that for that whole season until he got good, until he started playing at a decent level. Never doubted him. AJ Klein, let's see, if John Feliciano got released, he saves the Bills roughly $3.3 million in cap space. That's another easy move that we talked about just a few weeks ago. Uh, so more, more along that front, the Bills still have Daryl Williams and Cody Ford on the team. Um, at guard. So uh, we'll see if anything gets done for those guys to make cap space. Potentially, uh, since there's not a lot of leeway to, uh, res- I don't think I don't think you can even restructure a rookie contract. So Cody Ford will either have to be cut, uh, or he'll just have to, uh, or they'll just have to get a pay cut from Daryl Williams. Uh, Matt Hawk gets a pay cut, much to John's chagrin. John was asking for him to be cut outright, but he's essentially now, um, he took a big pay cut. He got the next year's uh, part of his contract taken off. So it's literally just a one-year contract, this being the one year, and uh, it's for a vet minimum, essentially. So, John, are you still upset about that? He's basically just a camp body at this point. Are you still upset, or would you rather him just be gone? Well, I mean, I, I guess... It opens the door for um, if somebody can beat him out in camp. So I'm not that upset. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping. You know, I could see the Bills have nine picks this year. They have two sixths and two sevenths. I could definitely see them potentially getting a punter with one of those picks if I'm if I'm thinking about it much further ahead. And then the biggest news of today that just came out, as of the day that we're recording this, is Isaiah McKenzie gets re-signed to a two-year, $8 million deal. Uh, right now, we don't know the terms of the contract at this time. Um, John's a huge fan of this signing. John's been banging the table for Isaiah McKenzie for a while. So, John, thoughts on this one? Anything else to add to that? $8 million. Oh, my gosh. Seems like a lot, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. He's a liability in... Uh, return game, right? Like uh, you cringe between him, Stevenson and Brita. Like that's why they ended up putting Hyde back there the towards the end of the season, because he's the only one that could, you could trust to not drop the football. Um, They, they need an upgrade at that specific spot on offense. I'm, I understand that he did good in the slot towards against man coverage towards the end of the year, but you know, he's, he's the Tyreek Hill of the bills. Which is not saying a lot. They like they need a big upgrade. Somebody they can, uh, yeah. Wait, I don't he's know. like the Tyree Kill of the Bills. Tyree Kill's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they, they got him at a great yes. deal. <laughs> they got him at a great deal. I mean, only only four million a year on average. <laughs> Easy, right? Yeah, they need improvement at that spot. So. He's gotten better every single year he's been in the league. He's going to have a bigger role going forward for continuities, the sake of continuity with the offense. Good move. Uh, I don't know about better every year, but maybe the same. <laughs> so whenever the Bills get Isaiah McKenzie involved, and I'm talking more than and just... And he a- loves being there. He does. He does love being there. He's a team guy. Everybody loves him. Who who wouldn't? They're Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Um. Like last year, we may use him as a gadget player. He's a he's a big difference maker. And I, I wouldn't. Say, he caused problems for the you know defense. He, you know, he reminds me of a poor man's Percy Harvin when they use him correctly, and I'm talking like dirt poor, you know, version of him, like you know, hobo in a with a satchel on the side of the road like version, but like he has that speed, not as good as Percy Harvin again, but like he has speed. East to West that the Bills don't have. East to West. Um, They they just never really utilized him, like draw it up plays specifically for that to go after the short pass across the middles where you could get some yards after the catch. Let me give you a stat line from last year. Now the Bills were playing against New England Patriots in week 15, um, which I would say was a was a very important game to win. It was week 16, rather. It was a second game. The Bills needed to win this game. I mean, they needed to win as many games as they could at the end of the season to get the best seed that they could. Um, and they played the Patriots in New England. They won 33-21 against New England. 
Isaiah McKenzie had 12 targets, 11 receptions, 125 yards, and one touchdown. Like, that's... Yeah, it's just like the year before. Like, the, the last game or two of the year against Miami where he, he broke out, had a breakout game and had, like, return for a touchdown and a couple... I mean, like, yeah, it happens, but, like, it's not consistent. It's definitely not consistent. I guess, I guess what I think is that... Uh, Whenever you give him the chance, he does well. So the game you're talking about is the Miami Dolphins Week 17 game where he had nine targets, six receptions, 65 yards, and two receiving touchdowns along with that uh, punt return touchdown. So um, I agree with you, John, about the punt return, kick return stuff. Like, that's scary. Like, he's not – he's not – Every time he goes back there, you're just like, oh, no. Um, I definitely think they'll try to upgrade at that this offseason, either via Marquez Stevenson or a draft pick. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's like the, their best chance to like break a return for a touchdown. But at the same time, it's like, uh, is he going to drop it? or He's the best chance to muff it, too. And, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll practice. You've gotten better, John, over the years. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, let's not go too far, Mike. <laughs> oh, John's gotten much better. Are we talking about podcasting or being a friend or what? Or all of the above? No, definitely not the latter. I would say <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. John doesn't even know when my birthday is. <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't come yet. <laughs> right? Do you know either of our birthdays, John? <laughs> It was yesterday, they're, they're, John. It was they're yesterday. Both co- they're both coming up. <laughs> they're both coming up. <laughs> Within one year. Within 365 days. <laughs> you know, I have a Bills hat that you, your lucky Bills hat that you left here from watching that game. You never. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that the one you're wearing right now, Mike? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I love it. You should keep it. <laughs> anyway, the point is he can focus on being a better catcher of the football in a punt return situation. So I I, I kind of see what John's saying. So I did a poll on Twitter, which is like, you know, what do you guys think of the deal? Um, like, you know, yes, like thumbs up, thumbs down, like thoughts on the Isaiah McKenzie re-signing. And like 95% of fans love this signing. Which is crazy to me. Um, I don't, I don't not like it, but um, I guess I didn't realize. You know, I think I think some of that comes with people feel bad that he was underutilized by Brian Dable, and that he wasn't given enough chances. And you either got to hope that Ken Dorsey sees something in Isaiah McKenzie besides a jet sweep, besides him getting more than two targets, like you know, once a season. <laughs> you got to hope that it's it's more than that because that's what they're paying for now. Uh, you gotta hope it's more than. That. I mean, they're not paying him a lot of money. Let's let, let's not go crazy. But um, I, what they're I'm paying, more... they're paying him at least four times as much, right? Like he's never made more than like a million dollars a season, right? Yeah, I think he made like just yeah close to a million last year. Yeah. Well, do you guys think that this is a writing on the wall for Cole Beasley to be either if he can't find a trade partner, like let go? Like does this does this signing have any are they completely unrelated or it's like we're getting we're getting rid of Cole Beasley one way or another we're either saving 6.1 million dollars from a trade or we're cutting him so they're already seeing this as like okay all right we got our top three we got Diggs Davis and McKenzie no matter what means a lot the receiver in the draft and Beasley's gone and the receiver in the draft and Beasley's gone yeah is that what you say yeah yeah I agree I don't I don't think do, do they even have to sign all the rookies at this point? I don't know. Much yeah. less free agents. Yeah, as of right now, they don't. <laughs> Who needs to sign your rookies? That's a, dude, that is a, totally a move that I've done in Madden, too, by the way. <laughs> I've been, like, <laughs> like, left myself so cap-strapped that I couldn't even sign my own rookies. <laughs> I could draft a first-round pick. Like, oh, left tackle, finally. There's a left tackle to, uh, to protect my quarterback. I'm like, oh, can't sign him. <laughs> Don't have the money. He gets released via released via free agency. Makes twenty million a year. <laughs> so, do you think Beasley, uh, when he was out with COVID, that's when McKenzie stole his job? Never looked back. Oh, that's a good point. I, I think they're very. I think they're very different. I think Beasley's obviously they're both good in the slot, but I think 
Beasley's better against the zone where McKenzie's better against man. Hmm. McKenzie does have that speed. And yeah, Cole Beasley is, is a zone beater. I just, you know, we were talking before we started recording and we were talking about, you know, wide receiver being a need last week. And I don't know how much we really got into the position itself, but I mean, the Bills just need somebody with speed at one of their skill positions. I mean, they have really good players. You know, if you think about, you know, their pass catchers, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, uh, you know, the running backs, you know, uh, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, like they're all pretty good players in their own right. But none of them have speed. Like they're not slow by any means. But whenever a guy gets the ball in his hands, you're not like this guy could take it all the way anytime he catches the ball. I think Isaiah McKenzie might be the closest thing the Bills have to that as of now. He's the closest thing the Bills have had to it. It's just a matter of can Dorsey find a way to include him in the offense and and get him the ball to do that. And that's exactly my point with a Tyree kill comparison. Like you have Mahomes, who's like the best player and their next best player on offense is Tyree kill. Cause he can, you know, whatever kind of like, you know, Jamar chase in Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Buffalo doesn't have that kind of player. I mean, McKenzie's the closest you have to it. And what does that say? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, there's, there's guys that, that could be coming out in the draft at uh, at number 25. That could be that guy also. So I don't think that this precludes the Bills. This signing does definitely doesn't preclude the Bills from drafting a wide receiver at number twenty five, but it might preclude them from re-signing or or keeping Cole Beasley rather keeping Cole. So as, as sad as I am to say, third and Cole may no longer be a thing, which is which is a little sad, a little sad for me. It was never a thing. Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, and then the the news right before we literally right before we. We started talking to each other tonight. Um, Tom Brady is not retiring after all. He's coming back for his 23rd season. Uh, and he's coming back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's only interesting just because uh, it, it's it's just national news. The guy says he's not, says he's leaving and he's coming back. He's almost doing like a Michael Jordan thing, like retiring, he's coming back, blah, blah, blah. Except Jordan did it with like seasons. And then he'd come back and play for a season and retire again or what whatever come back in his 40s for the washington wizards and whatnot but uh brady's still playing at a high level so we'll see maybe this changes the gronk news hopefully it does because i don't want Kronk for the buffalo bills as much as a lot of other people do uh yeah by the way we were talking about russell wilson um we were talking about controversial quarterbacks like ben roethlisberger and deshaun watson for the stuff they've done man don't ever say anything about Colin Kaepernick on Twitter or social media because you will find a lot of hateful people, a lot of people not fans of Colin Kaepernick. So I found I made the mistake of saying like, oh, I take him as the Bills backup quarterback, like for the vet minimum. And my my thought behind that was only that like he's got great speed. He's got a cannon for an arm, like both things that are similar to Josh Allen, but he's not nearly as good as Josh Allen. So like he could step into that backup role a lot easier than like a Ryan Fitzpatrick could, even though I love Fitzpatrick and I'd rather have him, um, you know, like if you're looking like talent skills wise, like he's a better fit for Josh Allen height, speed, arm, like, you know, I like him, but like, man, a lot of people just do not like Colin Kaepernick on social media, (laughs) you know, well, when was the last time he was in the league again? Like six years ago, but whatever. Like he went to a Super Bowl. And how, how old is how old is he? Thirty three, <laughs> or so. So you know, guys stay, play quarterback till they're forty, and he's got a lot less mileage now, right? So, um, well, not everybody's Tom Brady. <laughs> you yeah. can't just like not everybody cheats like that. So <laughs> you could you could play a decent level quarterback to your thirty six. I just need him for one season. That's all I need him for, and hopefully, I never even need him. It's just like an insurance plan. I still want. I think all of us would still rather have Fitzpatrick as that backup quarterback role. But um, with a lack of quarterback talent around the league, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get signed for to be a starter somewhere, or at least a bridge quarterback. You know, the Bills have no money to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick as, as their backup, so he'll make like seven, eight million somewhere else as a bridge quarterback. You know, just like he always does. And then he'll end up starting for whatever team signs. Maybe you don't want Fitzpatrick in Buffalo. I know, I know. Josh Allen goes down for one play. Fitzpatrick throws a touchdown. The next play, we're like, oh, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. So, all right, let's go into our needs for the Buffalo Bills free agents. Now, we talked last week about the positional needs and what we all thought was uh, a position of need for the Buffalo Bills. Mike, John, and I each had a different one. Uh, mine was cornerback. Um, John's was wide receiver. Mike's was defensive end. Um, we mentioned a couple more after that, but uh, my biggest need, again, was cornerback. And only because, uh, for the most part, I mean, the Bills rely on the, the Bills don't have a great pass rush as it is. And you can't count that it will be better and unless the Bills sign like Chandler Jones, perhaps. But like you can't count that it will be better in 2022 with the loss of Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. Even if the Bills re-sign Shaq Lawson, um, Shaq Lawson was never known, which there has been rumors of that. I did not mention that in the news notes. There were rumors that Shaq Lawson is trying to come back to Buffalo. He was more of a run stop defender than really, uh, you know, he's much better at setting the edge than he was at getting sacks. Um, so, I mean, I think he would help the team, but I still don't think he's he's what you need as far as pass rush goes. So, you know, you're relying on, you know, basically three guys and and your secondary is going to be even more necessary to, to hold the defense to, you know, a top 10 finish. And without Tredavious White, for sure, coming back at the beginning of the season, which I don't know if we can really truly rely on, and Levi Wallace being gone, and uh, we really just have Dane Jackson. So you don't want to start the season with Dane Jackson and Tredavious White at 70%, right? So cornerback to me is my biggest need, even though really I believe Josh is still the most important asset on the team, and you really need to just get wide receivers and offensive linemen and tight ends or whatever around him. Um, for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to go with cornerback. So in saying that, I wanted to give uh, my thoughts on a player that might be a good fit for the Buffalo Bills based on on uh, on their needs. So if you're thinking about what the Bills need, um, they're pretty set as slot corner, so they don't really need one of those. And Taron Johnson's been a really good one. Um, so you're looking at the edge, like I just mentioned, Travis White, Levi Wallace role. And here's a guy by the name of Akella Witherspoon. Now, he played with the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. He was on a contract that was only a, a $4 million contract. So these are the types of guys you're looking for. Like, you know, obviously what I love at JC Jackson or Stefan Gilmore, like who wouldn't, right? You, you, we, the bills don't have the money to pay for those guys. So here's a guy who's 27 years old. He's six foot two. He's got four, four, five speed. Um, he's an outside corner. He's got length and he's got good coverage skills. He's not amazing, but he's got really good coverage skills, plays in multiple different schemes. Um, and he's he's just had enough you know stretches of strong play throughout his career that he should be competing for a starting spot on the outside. And uh, you know, I, I think you're looking at this as a, a good player for the Buffalo Bills, some guy that they could definitely take advantage of. Um, he went from the 49ers to the Steelers, and uh, and yeah, so just signing these one two year contracts since then. And I think this is a guy that the Bills could definitely look at and. Uh, and he could be an upgrade at that position and also be potential competition for whoever they draft in the draft. Um, hopefully within the first three or four rounds, I'm guessing. I'm hoping. But yeah, so here's a guy with speed, length, um, success. Uh, is he Travis White? Absolutely not. But you're not going to get Travis White for uh, for $4 million a year. So I like Akella Witherspoon, um, guy coming out of Pittsburgh. Uh, John. You were talking wide receiver. Is there a wide receiver that you like? Even though the Bills just signed Isaiah McKenzie, doesn't mean that they can't upgrade at that position. Um, is there a guy that you like? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they should just draft somebody. I, th th there's some interesting names. You know, Will Fuller, DJ Shark, uh, Smith Schuster, Allen Robinson. But uh, they don't really have any money either. So, um, yeah, I think they should draft somebody. You know, second, third round. And, uh, you know, go Brandon Bean. So no Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, they're not going to. I mean, I wouldn't. I would. I mean, if they got any of those guys, I'd be happy. But I, I don't know if they're going to be able to. Well, okay. So so give me the ideal wide receiver that they bring in. Because right now you're looking at, um, if Cole Beasley doesn't stay, you're looking at your top three as Diggs Davis and 
Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, what would you add to that list? Like what kind of traits would you look for that the Bills don't currently have on their roster? Or would it be just an upgrade over like, would you want a gadget player like McKenzie that's just faster and more reliable? Or would you, and, and has done more at the collegiate level that you trust him more? Or would it be another tall out, outside receiver? Or maybe like, I don't know, Gabe Davis is 6'2", but would you want a 6'4", 6'5", guy? You know, what What are you, what are you looking for? And I, want, I want a Tyree Killer or Jamar Chase. That's what I want. So a number one wide receiver. Okay, that'll be easy. All right. <laughs> easy to get. All right. <laughs> Made that simple. What's Antonio Brown up to these days? Jeez, oh, do you think he'll ever play in the NFL again? Can't be right. Can't. The, I'm sure those words have said, been said before. <laughs> After this last stunt, I'm not sure that you can <laughs> that you could say. Uh, yeah, luckily, wide receiver um, is is one of the deepest positions in the draft. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Let's go. Let's do it. Draft a guy. So I think first second round. Let's go. I mean, would it be? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It goes edge defender and wide receiver and cornerback and offensive tackle, then interior offensive line, uh, running back. I mean, all these positions, but Bills could potentially, you know, use. Linebacker's not, not as strong, which the Bills could use one of those. But, um, but yeah, Mike, you were, we were talking, we were talking defensive ends last week. Is there a guy that, that kind of, Stands out to you, or you might be potentially interested in bringing in Nate. I would take Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Jadavian Clowney, either of those three. Oh, okay. So the best ones. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Jadavian Clowney. There were there were uh, rumors that Chandler Jones, the Bills are interested in Chandler Jones, or one of the five or six teams at least. Um, Maybe we should have poo pooed Nate's uh, pick. Before yeah, we I think we should house. have. <laughs> I didn't poo-poo it. I just said, you know, the top three, the top three. I think it's possible. I think I think the Bills are more likely to sign. The Bills don't sign one of those top three guys, which they they could do if they don't want to sign their draft picks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think that's more likely that they get the Chandler Jones pick than like some of these other guys. Um, I just don't see don't see the Bills even being interested. I mean, Jerry Hughes is like number eight or nine on a list of like the best edge rushers and they're probably not going to bring him back. Uh, but I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with it. So the Buffalo bills were another position that they could look at is defensive tackle. Um, obviously the ideally they'd sign um, Harrison Phillips. And if they didn't do that, they would hopefully sign a guy like uh, F.A. Obata. In my opinion, those are my top two who's signings for the Bills, which is Harrison Phillips. His his value is looking about five million a year, five to six million a year. So that's definitely doable if they don't end up signing um, a big pass rusher. But I mean, so like, what do you guys think, John? Mike, if if you had to pick between a defensive tackle, would you want a run stuffing defensive tackle or a pass rushing defensive tackle or a guy that can do both. Cause they kind of have both in Ed Oliver and Charlotte Tulele. Uh, they can't do both, but like Ed Oliver can kind of do both, but Charlotte Tulele is more of like a early down run stopper. What would you rather have? Bofa. Both. All right. How about I tell you about Malik Collins. Now Malik Collins he played with the Houston Texans. He is 27 years old. Um, he played for he he was a rotational offense interior tackle with the Texans. Um, he played a lot of different s- schemes that involved stunting and twisting and and allowed him to get into the backfield. And uh, I think this is a guy who who showed some promise. He's not going to break the bank, but he, I think he's slightly better than. Harrison Phillips in that respect. And you're looking at a guy that only made about $5 million last year. So you're looking at around that same amount of money for the same age as Harrison Phillips and slightly better production and less injury concerns. 
So um, I like that. I like that move. So there's four guys, four positions for the Buffalo Bills. It'll be really interesting to see where they go um, in the next week when we talk to you guys next, uh, who they actually pick up and uh, and if we like them. So that's all I got for you guys tonight. Uh, hopefully, you know we at least hear about one of these guys. It'd be fun. it's always fun to predict who the Bills are going to sign and who they might uh, actually uh, end up on the Bills roster. So I'm good with this. John, Mike, anything else to add besides uh, besides thoughts on uh, Calvin Ridley betting on football? Yeah, about that Kirk Cousins deal. What they uh, one year thirty five million fully guaranteed. What was crazy? That was one year full fully guaranteed. Thirty five million dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of money. What was his last deal? It was like it was a it was a groundbreaking deal last year or last time. It was a three year. I want to say. Uh, ninety million or eighty-nine million dollar deal, yeah, and it was all yeah, fully guaranteed. Yeah, he said. I think he's strung together a bunch of them. He's he's had over two hundred million combined. I think. I like that idea. I think the guy's smart. He doesn't want to tie himself down to one uh, one team. Not so not so smart for Minnesota, who's just kind of like been kind of like in the middle for a long time and not really. Yeah. In a weak conference, they never seem to get over that hump. They have good players on their team. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, decent defense. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm glad. You know, it's funny. The first offseason that we did this podcast, when we weren't part of Buffalo Rumblings, I had on Anthony Marino um, from the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast. But this was before he was doing that podcast. I think it was before he did Believe because he started off with Believe and then uh, he broke into Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. But Anthony's always been a part of the the site since we started this podcast. And I remember interviewing him and talking to him about Kirk Cousins and being like, what do you think, you know, do you think the Bills have a shot? And he's like, yeah, I think they have a shot. And he gave me uh, the rundown and it was really interesting thoughts. And and it just kind of brings me back because that was before we had any ties to Buffalo Rumblings. It was just another like insightful guy to interview, which was cool. So uh, we didn't think he would. I don't know if we even thought he would get that much or whatever. We thought the Bills were actually in the running for Kirk Cousins at all. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I'm so glad it didn't happen. Like I'm ecstatic that we were talking about something that at the time I was like, ugh, it kind of stinks. I'd rather go to from Tyrod Taylor to Kirk Cousins. But I mean, how happy are we? in the situation that we're in, that we're not even talking about quarterback uh, free agents, really, you know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I just saw, so Cousins' is, uh, record is a quarterback, 59-59-2. Yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. I mean, you can't put that all on him, but yeah, not great. Yeah, good enough for, you know, 7-9 every he's, year. He's one of those guys whatever, that... Whatever they, whatever they go, yeah. Like, uh, you know, when the the Ravens won the Super Bowl or, you know, they always talk about like the teams that have gay managers, a quarterback, like he's, he's a step above those quarterbacks, like the Brad, uh, why can't I think of the Brad Johnson or whatever of the world? Um, he's a step above those guys, but with the amount of money he, you know, he's going to get paid. Like they'll never be, they'll never have an amazing defense. That's why I keep talking about the bills building around Josh Allen, because the defense isn't going to be great forever. And you saw that in Seattle. As soon as Russell Wilson wasn't making just $700,000 a year on his rookie third-round pick contract, like they couldn't afford Legion of Boom. They couldn't afford half their defense. And, you know, they're a contender, but they were never really a threat after that. So anyway, yeah. So appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate Mike and John for coming on. Uh, this was a fun topic. It's a fun discussion. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. So uh, again, sorry, uh, I, I forgot to mention this last week is we did that giveaway for the Fred Jackson signed jersey. If you go to buffaloautographs.com, um, they have a ton of really, uh, I won't say it's cheap because nothing um, autographed or signed memorabilia is cheap, but it's much better price and you can get it almost all other retail places. And that's at buffaloautographs.com. Use a promo code CTWPOD15 to get 15, to get an additional 15% off. Um, so I was just eyeing up some Trey White jerseys. Obviously there's more Fred Jackson jerseys. There's some, uh, some Jordan Poyers, I believe, uh, some cool stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm either going to buy, I don't know if I'm going to buy a signed Matt Milano jersey, but I think in general I want to buy a Matt Milano jersey. Just a big fan. Just a big fan of Matt Milano for some reason. Cool dude. Player. Not highly drafted. 
quiet, just does his job, man. Um, yeah, so signing off for John. Go Bills. Wait, that's it? Jeez. What else did you want to? It went quick. It went quick. We should bring back some segments. What segment would you like to bring back? How about list of grievances? <laughs> Something like that. What was is it? Is there a list of grievances that you that you had? I could come to... up with some. Okay. What really grinds Mike's gears? <laughs> what was it? What was it? The list of grievances. What was? We had one one week in a recap. We did something. Can't remember what it was. I can't remember what the name of the segment was. We've had betting segments, joke segments. I think we need uh, a grievance segment. I like it. Do you have any segment ideas, John? No, you kind of put me on the spot. Whiskey of the week. There. It's not hard. <laughs> Mike literally okay. just came up with one. Whiskey of the week. <laughs> All right. John's like, okay, I'll All go right. with whiskey of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pizza, p- uh, pizza of the week, uh, frozen pizza of the week. Oh yeah. Um, hmm. I think you could come up with some good grievances. I think so too. Can I come up with like observation of the week? Would it be a grievance? Um, it will most. I feel like it would. It most likely talk <laughs> about complaining about someone or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> grievance segment. All right. Did you ever notice? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start thinking of. I'm start gonna jot down week. some grievances. Should we allow listeners to to write in some grievances? I think it would be very popular. I think yes, yes, I like it. The grievance of the week brought to you by the Circling the Wagons podcast. I like it. <laughs> if you guys have any grievances that you would like us to talk about, maybe we'll be. It'll be like maybe we'll. Com- completely maybe we'll have stories about it if you add stories that would be better don't just say i, I don't like uh people that drive slow that's, <laughs> oh that's terrible <laughs> i feel like we have a whole other hour that we could add on to this <laughs> podcast based on why do they stay in the left-hand lane <laughs> i um, think it's a spin-off podcast okay that's a good idea all right grievances grievances hour <laughs> it's just just three dudes complaining about stuff <laughs> three white just dudes bitching. <laughs> just bitching. for one full hour <laughs> <laughs> well until the bills are good that's pretty much what we're doing anyway right <laughs> yeah yeah mike it was like this doesn't, this doesn't have to be football related yeah no 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 not better if it's not <laughs> I was gonna say it'd be even better if you could, you know, complain about something bills related. But no, oh. I like I like the non bills related stuff though even better. So this way, what we'll try to do is we'll try to be a bill centric podcast. It only talks bills for like the first five minutes, and then the rest <laughs> is just complaining about stuff. <laughs> what really grinds your gears, you know? What out there? Hmm. Why is come to mind? <laughs> why is the post office so difficult? Because <laughs> there's no competition. <laughs> How come? How come? Whenever I go to Home Depot, there's only like one person working in that whole freaking store. <laughs> why, why is it? I need questions about plumbing. <laughs> Nobody to answer a question. Anyway, so signing off for Mike. Go Bills! And for me, Nate, go email in those grievances. I want to hear them because we're going to talk about some free agency, the guys that have uh, been signed, and uh, a lot of grievances. A lot of grievances. Hopefully it's not grievances about our podcast, but I guess we'll see. We'll talk to you guys later. Go Bills.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>